0: Hey good morning to you, it's Larry here, writer and artist over at LarryGmaguire.com. Welcome to the Daily Lab It is Wednesday the 11th of April, round about 9.30 And this show, if you've not listened to it before Is created for artists and creative minds uh, Craftspeople, people who think differently, ask big questions People like me And uh, these questions... These things that I, these ideas that I share, uh, is stuff that occupies my mind, and I like to think about it, and I like to write about it, and explore it, and that's what this is. Uh, you've got uh, around about this stage, about a hundred and thirty episodes to choose from. The early ones maybe are not as uh, well put together, if even that's correct, uh, than the more recent ones. But however. It is what it is, so I hope you enjoy listening, or indeed reading. You can catch most of the stuff, certainly Sunday letters, uh, articles, uh, in written form over on LarryJimMaguire.com, and then i narrate write them in here every Sunday. Uh, every other day, then, you'll find me on here, round about every other day, and uh, you'll find a new episode where I'm getting into the subject matter a bit more. I'm talking about creativity, life, success, ambition, I'm talking about why we're here, I'm talking about what purpose does all of this serve, I'm talking about the merits in being alone, I'm talking about uh, solitude, I'm talking about the creative space, I'm talking about the stuff you and me make just simply for the sake of it, Um, all of that kind of lovely stuff and today I'm on this subject as well. But um, just a little while ago, I was on the throne and I was looking around the bathroom and I was looking at the shelf unit in the corner and I was looking at all the soap and the bottles and the deodorant and the toothbrushes and toothpaste and shower gel and all that kind of stuff on the shelves and I was asking myself, uh, or it it became obvious to me, uh, how little all of that matters and not just that stuff I'm talking about all this stuff I'm talking about the furniture in my house I'm talking about the house itself I'm talking about all of the stuff and then the old man that lives across the road came into my mind and then I think about my kids and my family and I think about how the day will come where all of that is just a memory that ultimately it doesn't matter It matters. Of course it matters when you're in it. When you're up to your neck in stuff to do. And goals and ambition and all that kind of stuff. That you make it matter so much. But then. You give no thought to the fact. That someday. You'll be closer to leaving here than you are. Right now. And all of that stuff on shelves. And all those people that you think are so important. They won't matter. They won't. And ultimately in the to and fro of life as we know it and existence and non-existence this stuff here doesn't matter the paperwork I'm looking at the pile of paperwork that I need to get through the tax returns I need to do the stuff on my desk this podcast, all of it it's all bullshit Um, so what to do about that What's, what's the meaning of it all what's the purpose is there a purpose, what am I doing here who the fuck am I anyway? <laughs> like, where do I come from? Isn't it crazy, this this scenario that I appear to be in? I'm sure you ask the same. If you're listening to this podcast, well then, I'd say you do ask these questions of yourself. And I think there's a point in the evolution of human beings where this will... The question itself won't even matter. And uh, we'll realise that it's a naive question. And that perhaps wondering, is there a purpose to all of this, is uh, goes counter to the purpose. Do you understand? It's, there's no reason for it. And even that might not make sense. But to me it does. Right now. Anyway. I want to talk to you today a little bit more about one aspect of this existence, which is uh, put up on a height and praised and admired uh, that is this notion of success, whatever it happens to be. You can define it, but the idea that you and me can be successful and that uh, the ingredient Our ingredients that bring us to that success. um, Are elusive. Or maybe unknown to us. And that whole thing to me. Is a little bit kind of screwed up. Because when you chase it for a while. And you get it. And then you don't get it. To me there's the uh, opportunity you might say. To realise that it's all bullshit anyway. And I'm talking about that today. I wrote an article over on Storymaker. It's a publication that I created on Medium. If you've not heard of Medium, it's a blogging platform, a writing platform. It's a bit more than blogging. Oh, this is it blogging? It's not a blog. It's a. I don't like that word. I've got a problem with that word, blogging. We talk about that again. Um, it's a platform that writers can get on there and share their stuff and I create a, 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 a publication over there and uh, there's some writers on there and some people write and I'm looking to build this out and I'm inviting people to come in and contribute their articles short stories, poetry, etc so if you've got a piece that you, you'd like to share or get it out to to people go over to Medium and check it out storymaker uh, medium.com forward slash storymaker I made the uh, publication about a year ago and uh, I've been kind of playing around with it not really very seriously but uh, I decided to put a little more effort into it and see where it can take it. And uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of followers, but I'd like to build it out, see where it goes. And today I published an article. It kind of is a move on from an article that I wrote for Sunday Letters a couple of weeks ago about the lack of ambition, or my own lack of ambition. And in this particular version of it, I've padded it out. It's about 3,000 words. The original was about maybe 1,000 or 1,200. And uh, it's specifically kind of edited for Medium, and the people who write on medium um and I address some issues uh, that I see are prominent with all of this content that's available online and offline uh, the self development self development market like if that doesn't say enough about what's going on with this content with this material, then i don't know what does but this whole self development market is uh, worth about ten billion in the United States. You could probably treble that um, or more for the rest of the world, for the entire world. And uh, that's a big market and it's growing, albeit maybe not extremely fast. It is growing. And um, I think there's a problem in that because if it's growing, it means that more people are coming into the world who are lost and the same people are remaining lost. And that none of this stuff is actually working, that people either can't apply the information or they feel that it means something. Uh, and I and, uh, uh, lacked maybe skills or tools to apply it or maybe apply it and, and it's not happening, you know. And uh, that to me speaks volumes. If this stuff, the material and the information in of itself was valuable and would work in inverted commas, work in inverted commas uh, for you and me and help us create a happier life for ourselves, a more, more fulfilling life, well then this uh, growth would decline, right? Is that fair to say? It would, it would decline. The, there would be no positive growth in, in this. There wouldn't be a market. But I think it's a symptom of uh, modern life, Western industrialized life, you know. Uh, we can look, I suppose, with rose-tinted glasses on the past and say it was better, but maybe it wasn't, you know. Maybe just conditions were shittier. And people still felt the same. I don't know. But I certainly uh, believe that since the advent of the Industrial Revolution. People uh, have fallen for a promise of a better life. um, By others who are pursuing their goals. And pursuing their wants and desires. And the rest of us kind of follow on blindly. But uh, today uh, on Storymaker. I take this notion of lack of ambition. And I kind of pad it out a bit. And get into it. And uh, I'd like to share it with you. So coming up I have that article. Stay tuned. The Merit in Lack of Ambition. I spoke about this notion a couple of weeks ago. On Sunday Letters. And today's article over on Storymaker. Is a fleshing out. An elaboration. On this idea. They say you've got to be ambitious. To pursue success. These attributes of self are the measures of your worth. Success appears to be objective, and you'd better come up to the mark. Introduction Contemporary wisdom, that of gurus and thought leaders of the modern digital age, will suggest to you and me that ambition and personal success are vital ingredients to a life well lived. Writers like Gary Vaynerchuk, Benjamin P. Hardy, and so on, and publications such as The Mission, Personal Growth, and Thrive Global, are prolific in their production of material that feed the insatiable, penurious beast that is their readership. Both parties are, we could say, cooperatives in the pursuit of achievement. You see, the commonly held position amongst the purveyors of positivity and personal success is that all this self-development stuff and life advice will eventually help turn you into something remarkable. Currently your life is less than perfect. That's your reality. And now here's how you can recover from your lack of perfection. Their intentions may be honourable, or not, but the effect of this trend results in us becoming lost and ultimately serves very few. If the opposite were true, the appetite for this material would be declining. It's not. And so, this helps to illustrate, to me, the growing vacuum in the inner life of human beings. This writer contends that there be balance in this conversation about the merit and ambition and the pursuit of a successful life, In that, it should be said, I'm not necessarily out to bash these guys. What they do, they do very effectively, and attract voracious readers in their hundreds of thousands to their material, material designed to fill an unfillable void. Their numbers would make any would-be successful writer almost weep at her lack of profit in this regard, if she were so outwardly focused that she became lost in the data, that is. So to have my respect, reluctantly, to an extent, kind of. Consider this view, the antithesis, you could say, to the hyperbole of modern age, mass, materialistic, self-absorbed, statistically obsessive mind. Consider this your permission to take things as they come, to enjoy your life where it is without the self-imposed pressure to conform to a universal concept of success as if one exists, be it latent or explicit in the content you consume consider the implausibility of the idea that there is a you outside of you that you can fix yourself as if there is a you that you can pull up by your own short collars consider switching off to the notion that the answers lie outside you and accept that you will change often without any concerted effort on your own part and often to your surprise what a success to laugh often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate the beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. Ralph Waldo Emerson A Personal Story I had a distinct lack of ambition when I was a teenager. Apart from playing football, I had no standout desire that I can remember. There was no one thing, no single pursuit that occupied my mind. I was doing whatever came to me and wasn't getting too hung up on the results. Like all kids, I had talent in particular areas such as art and sport, but I felt nothing so intensely that I was driven to pursue it. I didn't feel an emotional vacuum that needed to be filled. However, that would change. I say vacuum because if we were truthful, many of us would admit that we pursue careers, relationships, sporting accolades, etc. out of the idea that something is missing or that we need to gain approval or respect from other people. We crave admiration and attention. We want others to value us. Appreciation from others gives us a purpose for being but it is misplaced, because the applause never lasts. When it stops, we're back to square one. Perhaps in our inability to see it, we are not in a position to admit it. Maybe in admitting it, there is the fear we lose our drive to succeed, and in that, we cease to exist. Because, you see, much of this surface-level identity, we've built up needs, constant feedback, solely to maintains. That's how our sense of self has been created, by the interaction of me with you, and you with me. This is how all things are made. This state of mind is compelling and can set us up for many difficulties, given that we put ourselves, ourselves in a place of less than what we are. We are the child, continually seeking the love and attention it didn't get. This state of mind is a place out of which no medal, trophy spouse, yacht, aeroplane, fat bank account, or a round of applause can ever take us. take us. What drives ambition? I say it over and over again in the content I produce. I write and speak from my own unique perspective, and I claim no ideology that would apply to anyone else. If it resonates with you, then great. If it doesn't, then that's fine too. But understand I offer you no advice, for I would not be so arrogant to suggest I know anything over which that you don't already know yourself. I enjoy being a teenager. Training, playing ball, going to school, having a smoke... Buying three bars of chocolate in one go and daydreaming about Joanne Boyle, who I subsequently married, was the only concern I ever had. Bliss. I had deeply embedded hang-ups about my childhood. Not for today's discussion, but so far as I can remember, I had no real driving force in me to be anything in particular. Many of us live under the illusion that this loose and easy approach to life is acceptable in teenage years, but as we get older, we better cop the fuck on. Flawed concept. In retrospect, I see that the lack of focus left the door open for others to influence my path. I wanted to stay in school, but my parents had other ideas. A job came up, an apprenticeship, and my folks told me I was taking it. I remember resenting that they didn't take my wish to stay in school seriously, but I did what they told me and accepted the job anyway. As I reflect now, that move was hugely beneficial. To be honest, it brought me to where I am and to what I've come to know about myself and of the nature of the environment in which we all exist. Although there were poss- other possibilities in both sport and academia, to ponder and lament them now would, what could have been is a waste of energy. Through the skills I had learned in the work, and a particularly strong work, work ethic that on reflection seemed almost inherent rather than learned, I eventually started a business. I subsequently became very ambitious quickly counting international corporations and governments as clients. For 15 years I pushed forward in pursuit of bigger and better. But today that ambition to succeed no longer exists. It appears I am back where I started, albeit a little wiser. I must say with absolute certainty that whatever ambition I had, it is no longer there. I was confused about that for a long time. These days I am back working in the same industry. It's where I make a living and support my other interests like writing and drawing. It supports my family and pays the bills too, and for that I'm grateful. What I do these days, I do because I enjoy it, not because I've got a hole in myself to fill. These things I do are a result of what I am. They are not the cause. They do not drive my ideas, including those of an ambitious nature. If they do, in fact, still exist somewhere below my surface level awareness. Purposeful Accident Principle I am an advocate for the principle of purposeful accident. This principle suggests that we all, all we need to do is to engage with the work here and now and good shit happens. I felt the effects of this in the past but couldn't explain it. Most people call the effects of purposeful accident good luck or random good fortune. But that is simply the ignorant person's explanation for what they don't understand. Today, in many ways, I can say my ambitions are already fulfilled, and this principle guides my actions, although I do forget sometimes. Real success, as far as I am concerned, is a measure of how immersed I can be in what I am doing right now, without distraction. If worldly success comes or not, then so be it. No plans, no process, no roadmap, no future. Just turn up and follow the inspiration. Care not for the things of tomorrow, for the things of the morrow will take care of themselves. Levi of Capernaum. Plans and processes imply a linear cause and effect universe, but neither the universe or any of its apparent constituent parts, including you and me, are linear. The universe is multidimensional and reticulate in nature. Everything affects everything else. In acceptance of that idea, I don't believe there is a better version of me waiting for the current me to catch up. Whatever version of me I might realise later, it will move from the inside out, not the outside in. Me and you are that already. We simply have to lose the concept of time and the idea that anyone else matters. But in all this pondering the merits of ambition or lack thereof, I am left with a question occupying my mind. If some vacancy in my self-concept is is the driver of my ambition, what happens to achievement in the eventual filling of that vacancy? In other words, if I believe I am not loved, and all I strive for is in pursuit of that love, then realising I was loved already, what happens to my ambition, and possible subsequent achievement? If we manage somehow to fill the gap in our sense of self, if we realise that tomorrow never comes, and all there is is now, would the world as we know it cease to exist? I think it would. If we assume this is accurate, then the meaning of life is to close the gap in our thought of who we are. It is to realise what the more significant part of us already knows. That we are already successful, and we have nothing to prove. Maybe we have only to remember that we have everything we need already. That there is freedom from self-imposed notion that the answers are out there somewhere. The downside, however, is that remembering is likely to hurt once bitten, twice shy. The fear of failure can keep us from doing what we want and love, and although we can confuse fear with what I am attempting to explain here, fear is another ballgame altogether. Fear is the irrational an- anticipation of something undesirable coming into our experience based on our observations and existing beliefs. Fear is the destructive side of creativity. It takes it down, deconstructs the, un- the inner creative framework. You could argue that I'm once bitten, twice shy in my attitude. Perhaps I've been there, gained the wounds to my ego, and I, un- and, and I am unwilling to stick my neck out again. Maybe I'm afraid, or maybe I'm not. Maybe I could be. Maybe I couldn't be arsed to prove a point to myself or other people anymore. The anticipation of negative outcomes that usually come with trying to fill a hole inside is not there anymore. I have felt a shift from ambition to non-ambition in recent years, and in that there is relief. It is this frame of mind that was the seed for the Artist's Manifesto. The Artist's Manifesto is a canopy philosophy on creativity, life and work that I am currently putting the final touches to. It may help explain the state of mind better than a 2 or 3,000 word article can do. It suggests that there is only now, and in that ever-present now, Where we are engaged in our work simply for the sake of it, there is no ambition or need to achieve success. All that exists is the creative process and our gradual revealing of the thing we are making and the evolving expression of the self. Writer's block or any other form of blockage to our creative energy is merely a focus on the preconceived result, fear and negative anticipation that we will not realise it. Ambition, therefore, is a lack of focus on the work we must do here and now. When we figure that out, we allow ourselves the advent of purposeful accident. Ambition in Linear Time To be ambitious is to be caught up in a linear concept of time and a superficial surface-level reality, one that we have been solved en masse by existing powerful momentum of an industrialised Western society. In this linear idea of life, we believe that a better version of us exists at some future date, and we must work tirelessly towards it. Like a donkey following a carrot on a stick, we fall for the age-old promise of a better life that never seems to get here. Invariably, this is someone else's idea, not yours. If you believe this idea to be true, which most do, then you're likely to pursue it until you find out the accomplishment didn't fill the space after all. Or maybe you won't. The mistake in all of this believing that you, me, or our broader environment are binary, as I pointed out in episode 125 of the Daily Larb, and above, The universe is not a binary system. We can take apart this life and examine it through logic and linear analysis. We can refer to the so-called second law of thermodynamics, which refers to to entropy and the inevitable decay of all things towards chaos and disorganization. We can say, that caused this. I dropped the egg, it hit the hard floor, it smashed, and now we can't put the egg back together into the shell. This indicates an apparent direction in the unfolding of the disorder. This is cause and effect in operation, with me being being the cause and the eggy mess on the the floor, the effect. But this doesn't take into account the endless factors that exist in the occurrence. It also fails to take into account the fact that this single apparent event is merely one snippet of a broader universal event. You could liken it to the zooming in and examining. A single line of magnetic magnetic force, for example, it doesn't offer the full picture. The truth is we'll never get to see the full picture. For if we did, the game would be up, the cat would be out of the bag. A linear analysis may have merit at a particular level of mind. However, when we get into it, we find these means of interpreting human existence as lacking. Newton was a bright man for his time, but his ideas don't fit the network-based. Everything implies everything else, reality that we know to underpin all existence. Everything is in exchange with everything else. It is a happening, a playing out through fractals in a boundless network. I affect the environment, and the environment affects me, and it all goes on now. The fool who persists in his folly will become wise. William Blake And so, in our eventual realisation of this, material pursuit becomes pointless and stupid, and yet, simultaneously, it may serve us. I am not suggesting that you drop your pursuit of success, whatever you happen to define that as, nor am I suggesting that ambition is necessarily a bad thing. What I am suggesting is that eventually the pursuit will end, and when it does, you will laugh at the folly of it all. You will feel the freedom to simply do things for the sake of it, and all the stuff you used to care so much about won't matter a damn. The body, relationship, career, family, and grandiose life you crave may, by virtue of giving up on it, turn up anyway and surprise you. The truth is that life tends to do that anyway, surprise us, regardless of our efforts. This article was originally written for Sunday Letters readers on the 25th of March 2018 on larrygmcguire.com and has been edited and updated for publication here on StoryMaker. Hey, you've been listening to today's article over on StoryMaker, the new uh, publication over on Medium. Uh, If you want to check it out, go to medium.com forward slash StoryMaker and uh, check it out. You can also contribute your own work if you're an artist or creative Whatever you happen to be doing, if you write or create content online and you want to share it, get over to Storymaker and uh, request to contribute and I'll be delighted to publish your stuff. Uh, that article, as I said earlier, is uh, an expanded version of an article I wrote uh, for Sunday Letters and uh, edited for Medium, the Medium audience. If you'd like to read it, get over to medium.com forward slash StoryMaker. It's over there and there's uh, various links you can check out there too. Um, I should say in signing off that uh, I don't, although it might be interpreted that uh, I have maybe some disregard in some way towards popular writers on subjects of self-development and success and all that kind of stuff. There is a part of me that says Fuck off, will you? You know, take this shit and just fuck off into the trees somewhere, will you? Disappear. Um, and there's another part of me that says, um, I want that too, you know. So there is this dualistic thing going on in my mind, where, and I think it goes on with everybody. Um, and the danger in writing material and suddenly becoming popular, right? Is that you get lost in this. Applause that you're receiving. You know. In this notoriety. Uh, And if it ever existed. If. A position. Ever existed. Whereby you actually believe this stuff. I think. It gets lost. And instead of you driving the stuff. The stuff drives you. So. I'm absolutely, I don't care if I get 100,000 subscribers or more. I don't, or fucking 10,000 or even 1,000. I don't care. Ultimately, what, what matters is that you and me stick to what it is we're making and hold to that integrity. Because there is a danger you can get lost in your own fucking sound of your own voice right <laughs> <laughs> says he uh, who publishes content but I'll keep publishing it because I have something to say and I think there needs to be a realisation on people that you are responsible for your own shit for you are, if your life is shit you're responsible try just chilling out forgetting about how shit it is and perhaps things will change that's what this article is about today. Focus on doing something that engages you, that empowers you, and do that. And do it not because something's missing. Do it because you want to do it. But you see, even that's pointless. Even that direction is pointless and it doesn't serve you, because when you're in it, you can't see it. You can't. You can't. You can't see the woods for the trees and this is the nature of the psyche it's very difficult for it to see itself it's only when you spend a lot of time i think uh in self-reflection and maybe looking a bit harder at your own motivations or being brave enough to do it um can you see what's going on and even then you can't you know psychoanalysts uh need to engage in their own Um, in their own not self analysis but analysis of a colleague because uh, there's recognition that you can't see your own flaws in uh, your own thinking and uh, reasoning and we can't so I don't know what to tell you other than stop reading stuff (laughs) and listen to the likes of me you might do yourself a favour I don't know anyway just my views so this stuff will go on. People will continue to get lost until they don't. And in the meantime, there's plenty of stuff for you to digest. But uh, anyway, they're just my views. And if you've made it this far into this episode, well, I've got to thank you for listening. To find out more about what I do, what I write, get over to LarryGMaguire.com. Uh, I'm writing the Artist Manifesto at the moment. It's due for publication shortly. LarryGmaguire.com forward slash manifesto to get a copy of that if you'd like to support me in my work get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G. Patronage, patronage starts at as little as a dollar and you can help me self-publish this book and uh, subsequent material i've got some prizes for you and rewards over there too so go check them out in the meantime i've been Larry G. Maguire, you've been listening to the daily larb thanks for tuning in i'll check it tomorrow Have a good one. All the best.